Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They live in the sewer. Yes, they do. And enjoy it. (laughs) They relish in it. Mackey and Judd. And the way they walk with their back end up in the air, that's just plain evil. (laughs) It's just gross. On 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Judd, be honest. Were you listening during Write That Down last week? Uh, okay, full disclosure. No, because I was mopping the floor during the 9 o'clock hour, so I listened to you and Johnny K. And then I had to go get solar salt at the uh, essay by my house at 10 o'clock. So I got in my car, and as I after I put the solar salt in my in my car, I turned you guys back on, and I heard Dave saying something during the write that down s- segment about being concerned. I was listening, <laughs> and so I turned it immediately. Oh, okay, because so I was that good at sports. So, so you, I really don't know what was said. Us. Now I do know some stuff now uh, because of what Dave mm-hmm. has told me subsequently. But I uh, I turned it off very quickly and turned on the National Hockey League channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. I don't, I don't mean to be plugging them, though. I don't mean to be plugging them. Just really enjoy their work. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Dave? I said he wasn't the only one who turned us off very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's or the true even, story. Like, never, never, maybe had us on. Didn't know we existed. All right, accountability session. Let's start with Dave here. Dave had uh, three come off the board. You said the British Open winner would shoot no better than even par on Sunday. I was close on that. Molinari parred like his first 14 holes or something. He was straight pars throughout before he had a couple birdies. Phil Max, would you you like to to discuss this very briefly with Tiger? Because, I mean, that was fun, and I thought for a second you guys were going to get your. Your opportunity to see Tiger win again. Let's get there because I have a I have a prediction. We'll get there in, in like a All minute. Right. I just want to hear you two talk about it. Because Dave also predicted that the Vikings would not have a player arrested in the three to four weeks before training camp. Yes. <laughs> now, if we find out in October that someone got arrested, but it just didn't, you know, I think the date of the arrest is still going to be in play here. But as of right now, it looks like Dave gets a point. Yeah, it's a triple. Yep. Uh, it's a single. You said United, <laughs> it might have been a triple in other eras. Joe, what do you think? Single, double, triple? Oh, it's a single now. It's a pretty well-behaved yeah, no, team. They, right don't, they don't get in trouble yeah. that, that much now, no. And then uh, you said Minnesota United would beat uh, expansion team LAFC over the weekend for their third straight win. <laughs> Five goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw that coming. 
So Dave, uh, two for three on the week. Uh, Judd predicted the Twins would hit Mookie Betts with a pitch yesterday for revenge. Yeah, what had the Bulldog Gibby on the mound? Come on, man. First thing you're supposed to do is drill him. Did they brush him? or Right in the air hole. No, they didn't. Maybe they're waiting for some other time. I was Lance going to put it on his shoulders today. Yeah. Good luck. I'll get him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give a rip about These the six twins. bags of Taco Bell have given me a lot of confidence. <laughs> um, a little too gassy to be uh, <laughs> executing pinpoint control. Uh, you said Terrell Owens would take part in the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony. I mean, if he if he does, if he does, he does. Uh, Raiders will move to Las Vegas by the 2018 season. They will be moving to Las Vegas, but they haven't moved to Las Vegas. How old is that one? Two years old. We gave you all summer. Wow. But they are still playing in Oakland, right? They're still, oh, in, no, you know, yeah. In, it's uh, wrong now. I, I'd yeah. forgotten all about it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then you said Adrian Peterson will not have a job when training camp opens for teams. Yeah. Looks like that's going to be true, right? Unless, did he sign somewhere no, in the last few it's days? true. So he's not going to have a job. It's true as of right We'll now. give you a double on that, I think, because like, for someone to not even take a flyer on him in training camp, yeah. which maybe they will. So this might be the end for old Adrian Peterson. And then I said Brian Dozier would hit two bombs over the weekend last weekend to up his trade value. I told you that Tiger Woods would win the British Open. That dude had a lead on the back nine. Come on. And immediately melted down. You say melted down. I say got really tricky with a shot that came up a foot short and hit the lip of the bunker. He thought he was Tiger again. If he, well, he he is Tiger. Again. No, but he thought he was that. He thought he was. It was ten years ago. At he that felt point. a little haughty. He felt. Oh a yeah, he haughty. definitely thought I can make this shot. I'm Tiger bleeping Woods. And I love it how backfired. Like because it was the double bogey on whatever hole that was, twelve or whatever hole that was. Yeah, he had the great shot from the bunker on ten, right? Two back, back-to-back bunker saves. Mm-hmm. And then he gets lucky because he hits a wayward approach shot that bounces off some dude's phone <laughs> mm-hmm. and back toward the green. Mm-hmm. And I, Max and I were breaking this down before the show. He was at 7-under and the rest were at 6-under. I think in his mind he figured, I got to get to 8 or 9 in order to win this thing because I'm, so I'm like a couple holes ahead. If I don't get to 8 or 9, I'm not going to win. And so instead of just playing for bogey, he gets tricky with the flop shot. Which was a brilliant shot if it was a foot further, he would have won the tournament. He's back. And you sit here and you mock him Go every ahead, day. Max. No, I'm, and you I'm owe allowing us an apology. You to, I, I, I'm allowing you two to have your time. The thing that frustrates me is that if he <laughs> if he pars out seven under, you see Tiger Woods' name, you get to that par five, maybe he gets to eight under, they see Tiger Woods' name. On that tenth hole, the other players, they were They soiled themselves. Yeah, they were hitting Two shots into the rough. I mean, they yeah. were Jordan Spieth goes out of bounds. I mean, they saw Tiger's name and they started freaking out. And then they saw him double bogey. And they were like, "All right, the door's mm-hmm. open." Also if worth he, noting, he, yeah, he if if they get to eighteen, if he if he if he pars the up and down mm-hmm. instead of double bogeys, and he gets to eighteen, mm-hmm. and it's his five footer against or whatever six footer against Molinari's six footer, Tiger sinks his because he gives the proper time to read the putt. Like he didn't care. He didn't care in eighteen. If but if it was for the tournament. He sinks right. it, and Molinari right. soils himself and leaves it short. Exactly, because it's Tiger Woods. Yes, so Ethan, like the he was one foot away on twelve or whatever hole that was on the flop shot. You say from winning his fifteenth major. Uh, freaked out when they saw Tiger at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, you know who else freaked out? Tiger bleeping Woods. No, <laughs> he did. He did freak out. He, did he know? Do we think he knew? He said he he said he didn't know, but I I don't buy that. 
he the whole time he said it, the whole time in his head he didn't know that he was in the lead. He said he thought he had to get to nine. Are so you guys still standing by your anti Tiger stances after what I'm happened? I'm not anti Tiger. It would have been a great story. It was fun to watch. It was fun. It was. Really I'm not anti Tiger. I'm a doubter well, of the more. ability of the ability to win a- after having years of back problems. And, but that was a great story. Are that would have been a fantastic. Are you still story. a doubter? Are you still a doubter? Oh, sure I am. Yeah, but it was. It How can you been, still be a doubter? It would have been, 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 it, it been a great story because I think I think that's the best he can probably do. I think that's probably <laughs> the best that he can. Well, do. Well, there's one more major coming up in August. All I know is the coverage that I heard on Sunday after the, the round was done was that he didn't have that killer instinct anymore. Yeah. He didn't oh, have yeah. that ability to put the, the dagger in. The eye of the tiger? He's got I, stop. I avoided saying that. I almost said it, and I didn't say I it. I did. It was two, very collar-like of you. Two more predictions came off the board. Uh, I put the dagger in during Write That Down last week, predicting that Judd would file a column during his four-day vacation. He filed it like two hours after the show was over. Just an instant well, instant no. filing of a vacation column. It took longer than that because I actually came home, put put the solar salt in the softener, and then went, went upstairs and cleaned my office and dusted thoroughly. So on your vacation day, you listened to our show and then wrote a column. I listened to the show while m- mopping the kitchen floors, and then I cleaned my office out, and I dusted it, which I hate doing. And then I sat down and wrote the column. So you were right, though. Have you this thing about, like, unplugging during your vacation and not writing something? Why would I want to do that? What's the point of taking a vacation day if you're going to work all day? Well, to, to sleep in. Okay. The, only re- the only reason I take time off is to sleep in. And he oh, got like, solar salt. Right. But you I were- hadn't had, and that was bad because I, I hadn't gotten it for a long time and that's not good for the dishes. No. But or, how late did how late did you sleep? You were up listening to our show at nine o'clock. So it wasn't like it wasn't like you slept. Oh, I slept till like eight. Seven thirty or eight. Okay. But that still beats six o'clock. <laughs> I guess it does. But yeah, I, I had to write about Doge and Escobar and say to trade him. Uh, and then Stand I need I that. need help on this one because I didn't monitor social media, but I predicted that uh, Judd would make mention on social media of a New Glarus beer because you bought a bunch of New Glarus beer when we were in Hudson. <laughs> I drank almost all of it already. Dave? You just gave yourself the point and you should. Okay. okay. All right. So I think, I think, Dave, you should be forthcoming about what you did here. And how this played out, at least. Uh, Saturday evening. Hey, I know my guy needed a hit. All right? He's been struggling. I'm hitting like 210. It's It's not not been good. This is sympathy. There's no sympathy in write that down. And I remembered at about 9 o'clock Saturday night, hey, I got got a 12-pack of New Glarus sitting in the house. So I went over and... Grabbed one and I sent I saw a little Dave's photo. Dating tweet. I did see this. And it said, great. pulled one of these beauties out of the fridge, got any left at 1500 ESPN Judd. Which, which is hilarious because like Dave would never just send that to be a good a good guy. Right? Oh, which, yeah, yeah, which is where, which is my mistake. I can't he's, believe you didn't pick up on it. He's just an, he, he's just Dave, an, Dave's not social enough to be like, oh, I'm gonna see what my buddy Judd's doing. I'm gonna tweet a, at him. He's just a horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> People on the in the comment section disqualified at Phil Mackey. No, uh entrapment. Yeah. That's cheating. It is entrapment. Oh, but you responded. You told me about how you already was, finished I was one trying be your friend. I was trying to be your friend. We got you. I was trying to be your friend. I was sitting in Bunny's drinking a different beer and thought I'll respond to my friend Dave. Wait, so you lied too? Because he didn't. Drink, Dave didn't even drink the beer. No, I didn't say I was going to drink it. I just said I pulled one out of the fridge. <laughs> 
Max, Max, what are your thoughts about this entrapment here? There's no rules protecting against this. I this, mean, I, I, hop, I hopped yeah. on this show, you know, in May, so I, I don't have a full-fledged rule book here. So, I mean, to me, I think this is fine. I thought it was a great... Of course it's there, fine. I thought it was a great play by Dave. There are no rules to write that yeah. down, other than you have to be specific with your prediction. How you get there, it's, <laughs> it's very, wild, wild west. Very, Phil was at the plate... I was at second base, inching off, inching off, playing, playing. You're a little worried about me, and you just left one over the plate to the batter. You forgot about the batter. You were so worried about the runner. Thanks, <gasps> Thanks a lot, Michael Cohn. <laughs> so with that, I'm up to 229 on the season, slugging 373. Uh, Judd is at 260 and slugging 534. Dave at 386. Slugging 639. The listeners had nothing come off the board that I could tell. 229 and uh, 429. Slugging percentage. Guests are batting 333. Slugging 462. We That was such a long accountability session. We might have to stretch, write that down into a second segment here. All right. Uh, Mackie and Judd, TCR Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Ex- expanded, write that down here. We uh, we went along with the the controversial accountability session. It's not the first time that someone has baited someone else into well, a write that down prediction. It, I mean, I think it's probably happened. This about is 10 the times. last time that I ever respond to Dave on Twitter. Now. <laughs> I will never respond like to you again. Tweets that much. I know he doesn't just, tweet, like, and I should have. I I should have. I was trying to be a nice guy. I feel like your guard might have been. Maybe you were a couple of too many beers in. Your well, guard was, was like, off as well. So I mean, I had been off. I, I was off on Friday, and then I took Monday as well. And so I think I was just in a jovial, good mood, and I was used. Your first mistake was thinking that Dave was just like no, offering right. a nice social gesture. You know to what? You. I'd like to say you're wrong here. <laughs> a thousand percent right. I said he's just a horse's ass. <laughs> A horse's ass. He's hitting like 400. Dave has mastered oh, this game. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'm even getting other guys hits, and they're not you. With your Judd, with your Judd predictions. You're serving up meatballs for the your mouth. Judd predictions. This is the this is like the Barry, the Barry Bonds 01 season or whatever. Yep. He's just yep. guess Write what? it down. You like writing things down. They're going to get you for cheating somehow. <laughs> You're like Triple H in the late 90s. It's time to play the game. <laughs> this is all. Just manipulating everybody. Yeah, that's right. Write that down, Karma. It's going to come get you. Write this down. All right, we'll start with you, Judd. You can make up for this feeling of being wronged. All right. Uh, we, on Sunday, we have our Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Cooperstown. And you can write this down. Jack Morris, who's going in, will make at least one comment about current players no longer pitching complete games <laughs> or being tough enough during his induction speech on Sunday. Okay. So he's going to say he's going to rip current players, and he's most likely going to to make it about pitchers and not pitching complete games. I love it. So there's oh, going to be there's going to be some type of shade thrown at those who currently play the game of baseball. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. That might be a single, but it's a great prediction. I'm going to go with that. Over to Dave. Let's start with this one. By the way, I have a Phil Mackey related prediction that we'll save for the end of this, just so you okay. are prepared, Phil. We'll do the listener ones and then. Uh, uh, but then we will start out. with this. It's quite simple. The Twins already won the first one in Boston. They will also win two of the next three, making it three of four <laughs> from the Red Sox in Boston, despite Lance Lynn starting Boy. today. Boy, so if the, if that happens, that's aggressive. 
It might be happening. And they get to, what would it be? What are they, they're five under now, so they, they would get to four under then. Mm-hmm. Four under 500. They can maybe get to six games back. Then who's Cleveland got? Indians. Who's, who's Cleveland got this weekend? Three with the Tigers. And then they come here, right? Yep. So what, what dates are they here? Are they here during the trade deadline? Monday, Tuesday, yes. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the dates they here. They are. Are the, are the Twins going to play the Indians? How many games so 30, are they going to play against the Indians before, before July 31st? Two? One. 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 Okay. the deadline is Tuesday. So they can only... Man. Okay, so they can only make up really that one game before the deadline to sway the problem. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right, write this down. Tiger Woods will win the PGA Championship, gentlemen. <laughs> That's right, Max. You feel me. Tiger Woods will win the PGA Championship. Book it. Wow. I no I longer just, I no longer have a Phil Mackey production because yes! that was part of it. <laughs> oh, I have down. to readjust. Write it down. You like writing things down. I need, to, I need to look up the exact definition of delusional right now. <laughs> what do you mean delusional? The guy was leading with like an hour to go in the tournament. Oh Matt, come on, Max. You're on. You feel me? <laughs> come on, somebody. Yeah, that's right. Come on, Max. I mean, yeah, I'll support. Come on, Max. Just try. Just try it. It's free. Just try it this one time. It's There's not four that pages of the year. Max, get in my van. Come here. I got some. I got some yeah, stuff for you. Come on, man. It's gonna cost you next time, but just, this time it's free. Just a bump. That's all you need. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, you can write this down. Jason Zucker, who signed a five-year contract oh, extension. I saw that news in a press release from Philly and thought, I need to be around Judd right now. No, it was fine. Jason Zucker, it's actually <laughs> it's actually very, very smart. Um, so he signed the contract extension a couple days ago. It's five years. It includes, according to Russo, it includes a uh, non-trade, a 10-team non-trade in, I think, the final four years. Okay. So he is he is completely tradable during the course of the 2018-19 season, which gets to write this down. Jason Zucker will be dealt by the Wild during the coming season. Okay. So he's going so they're, to be... They're, trying to, they're basically making him more valuable to trade, That's right? what I think. Exactly right. And, and I think what's happened is teams came to Fenton so far and have tried to rob him, and he's like, I'm not going to make these trades. But if Zucker comes back now and, and let's say he scores 25 goals by the deadline next season yeah. or this coming season, he's going to have value. So Jason Zucker will be dealt by the Wild. He'll be traded during the course of the 2018-19 season. It's actually, if their plan is it's actually to... very smart. Yeah, if their plan is to keep shopping him, it's actually a genius move because now you've... Okay, now you get him for five years. Exactly. And you, But you can tell Zucker, listen... Uh, we can't give you like a full no trade, but if you, you know, you'll earn it. As you get a little older, you'll earn that no yeah. trade clause. In Philadelphia Some or other, Vegas yeah. or somewhere else. Some other Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. I believe she's won it two years in a row, and it'll be a third Maya Moore All-Star Game MVP WNBA All-Star Game this Saturday. Awesome. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Um, this might be a theme throughout the show here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add a layer to it. Kyle Sloter will throw at least four preseason touchdowns this year for the Vikings. Oh, did you just tip your hand then, huh? May have. You think you just tipped your Kyle hand Kyle Sloter will throw at least four touchdowns in the preseason for the Vikings. He, with the uh, with the Broncos last year, I'm going to close this out, but he was like, I want to say he was 75% completions. Yeah. He threw for like 500 yards, touchdowns. Yep. So Kyle Sloter, preseason magician. Write it down. You like writing things down. There might be another name for it. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. I can't imagine what that name is. Back to Judd. My final write that down for this Friday. The Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears will all finish above 500 this season in the NFC North. Wait, above 500 in at, division no, or above? 
No, their records. Okay. Their Which total I don't think would that be possible, yeah. Regular season records will all be, they will, the Lions I don't know about, but the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears, who I think are going to be much improved, are all going to finish in the regular season above 500. Okay. So 8-8 eight and eight does not count. 8-8 right? eight does so, not count. It has to be you above, uh, you have to get to 9 wins. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. I was going to predict that Phil will predict Tiger to win the PGA and that Tiger would not and that Phil would then complain about it. Do I have to leave or? No. Not now. I'll just simply say Tiger will not win the PGA <laughs> Championship what was 2018. The, what was the full Phil prediction going to be? It was going to be that Phil will predict he'll win the PGA, Tiger will not win, and that Phil will then come back complaining about how <laughs> Tiger probably could have or should have won, but things just didn't go his yeah. way. Yeah, if he hadn't, if he just hadn't collapsed because his back gave out, he would have been fine. So we'll make it simple. Tiger won't win the PGA. I felt like he got an unfair draw teeing off in the morning on that Thursday. The conditions were much easier. Like for him to even be leading on the back nine after teeing off in the morning like that on Thursday. Yeah, yeah that's probably a three-stroke difference. Completely unfair. Max, are you mm-hmm. with me on this? I mean, the wind was just the weather. It's all about the draw. The open. it is. He got on. It's all about the draw. The experts were saying the same thing. You'd think though, having played in the wind and the weather Thursday, he would have been prepared for the wind on Sunday. Listen, that over- was that was a tough but, uh, way, Dave. You're overthinking it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> What's it like to go through life as a Tiger fan right now, boys? Well, better than it was a year ago. <laughs> I don't know, because now you think, now your your hopes are sky high again. By the way, there's still a Judd Tiger Woods prediction on the board that we need to address at some point. Because he predicted, this is like in January, you predicted Tiger Woods will play no, will, Tiger Woods will not play three consecutive tournaments this season. Yeah. But I don't think any golfers play three consecutive tournaments. Like no one really plays three weeks in a row on the PGA Tour. No there might does? be a couple. Yeah, grind- yeah, yeah, if you're a grinder, there might be a couple grinders who play forty events or something. But the top fifty players I mean, in the world like those guys because because they they work hard. They're old school. They have yeah. large pitch counts. <laughs> they go deep into games. Yeah. Go deep into golf tournaments. But I'm struggling to know what to do with that prediction. Is it just, is it just a single for Judd who predicted that Tiger Woods will not play three weeks in a row, even though like he never yeah, has? It's a bunch single. It's okay. a very lame prediction, but he's right. Oh, so yeah, fine. yeah, lame prediction, lame if, prediction, Mister Entrapment. If he keeps going and makes the playoffs, I think they do play three weeks in a row. All right, so we can work yeah. that. So then we'll wait. He'll be incorrect if that happens. Um, he's in the Bridgestone, by the way. He did. Thanks, he Max. did get to the uh, top fifty in the world. And then my final prediction here. <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. Is a Jarek McKinnon prediction, actually. Somebody's on. I think Dave might be on the record with a, like, Jarek McKinnon leads running backs. In, I'm going to say, I'm going to put a number on it. Jarek McKinnon's previous career high in receptions is 51. Jarek McKinnon will catch at least 70 passes for San Francisco. Woo! Big number. Oh, he'll wow. Be, he'll be Jimmy like, G. He'll be like the new Darren Sproles, San Francisco. Jimmy G. Going to be thrown to him a lot while dating his porn star girlfriend. Are they still together? He was admitted that it was a mistake. A learning experience, I believe, is what he said. Did he have that conversation with her? Because her feelings might be hurt. I bet she'll be all right. Yeah, she's going to bounce back. Uh, and then a couple write that downs from the email inbox. Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Write it down. You like writing things down. Dale in Connecticut says Nick Gordon will play fewer than 50 games for the Twins next season. Okay, so All right. he's basically mm-hmm. saying Nick Gordon either going to be hurt or that's unfortunate a bust. Um, 
I think that was the only one that came in today, unless one came in yesterday. We'll we'll, we'll take note if you guys sent them in the last couple days here. Uh, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. What's coming up in stuff next, Dave Harrigan? Carson Wentz being a jokey joke maker. Uh, Baker Mayfield has interesting interesting things to say. And a little Lawrence Taylor story that I don't know that we've heard before. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. You gotta act excited. You got a gift. You gotta act excited. But some of you are going. What am I going? On fifteen hundred ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. Stop! You like that? The Rock knows how you feel about pie. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Hi, Dave Harrigan. So the question I have for you is this. Is Carson Wentz funny? Since you teased the fact that he thinks he's a comedian, is he actually funny? Well, you can judge for yourself. Maybe he's funny. Maybe he was just misunderstood and... The dirty-minded media members had a laugh at something he wasn't intending to say. But Carson got married recently. A little honeymoon before training camp. Carson, how'd it go? Some workouts, huh? In the fitness center. Wow. He got some workouts in. In the fitness center. When he said it, did he have a smile like a wry grin on his face? Intern Max, you'll have to be the judge of that. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant line. Yeah, the, the, the question was, you know, Carson, did you rehab while you were, you know, still on your honeymoon? And yeah, he he had a wry smile the whole time. That's it's a good line. That's funny. It's a good line. Woo! It's a pretty good line. I like that. You know, another guy who's got good lines, John Sterling. You've heard D.D. Gregorius home runs before. <laughs> Yes, indeedy. Gregorius makes Yankee fans euphorious. Oh, my God. I just happened across this one today, and we've added another little touch. Shall we dive in? Okay. And the bits. There it goes, the deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Yes, indeedy. It's a three-run blast. This is the dawning of the age of Gregorius. Oh! Oh, I love it! 80, right? For Sterling now? He's, he, uh, uh, yeah, he's turned he just 80. turned 80. Yep, that's okay. okay. I'm going to give him some credit. That's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Love it. <laughs> On uh, ESPN yesterday, Get Up, they were talking about Jimmy G and the porn star and then him having to say, yeah, it was a mistake, you know, a learning, learning experience, going to move on from this, become a better man and a better quarterback. And they had former NFL player Carl Banks in studio to share a couple stories. Banks, a teammate of Lawrence <laughs> Taylor with the Giants. Wow. Carl? You know, we have these meetings uh, the night before the game, right? And everybody's looking around for LT. And we know he's in the hotel. And he shows up, and he's got both of his hands underneath his sweater. And he, you know, lights are off and watching film, and he just kind of crumples to the floor. And we hear... 
chinky, 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 chinky. What's going on with you? He says, I'm handcuffed. Oh. Right? So he gets handcuffed. Right? From, you know, and yeah. so, yes. yep. but from, a, Maxim, from, from you know, an adult film. It may, it may have IP been, models. but here's the thing. He was handcuffed and cuffed that the cops didn't have keys for it. They had to go get, like, a Fire Dallas Department. State trooper to come and get it because the, the cop in the hotel was like, we can't even get him off. Wait, okay, it was... He was in an, he was in a practice meeting room in the handcuffs. It was like a night before the game. Okay, here you know final things, and he comes late, and yes, he had handcuffs. But on. was he handcuffed by the police or by his no, escort? Nope. Okay, okay, that's no, okay. no his, his friend did. <laughs> they it were possibly him. frilly handcuffs, you know. I have, how did they get the handcuffs off? Did the story said they, 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 they had a state trooper? Oh, that's, that's, okay, they got, got a you. state trooper to do it. Here's that's my amazing. question. How did Greeny handle that story? I'm sure very, very uh, unnervingly. Of course, the police did not do this to Lawrence Taylor. This was done by somebody. Yeah, and, and it's not been... even Lawrence Taylor. It's Frank Caliendo. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Pac-12 media day is going on. Stanford has a running back. Uh, his name is Bryce Love. He's really good. He's a possible Heisman candidate. Dennis Dodd was there covering it from for uh, CBS Sports and. One problem, Bryce Love wasn't there. And so we got to complain about the athlete not being there. You'll hear Dodd and then whoever the guy was back in the studio. Bryce Love did not come. He was originally, actually, he's on the literature that's being handed out as we speak. So they didn't publicize the fact that Bryce Love did not come. Had apparently a class commitment, summer school. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that go to summer school. This has been on the calendar for a long, long time. And unless there's a militant professor there that won't let him out of a class, this isn't a kid that's going to suffer from missing a summer school class. He, he wants to be a pediatrician. Uh, you have that Stanford degree. He wants to graduate in December, so there's something said for that. This is the best student athlete you'd ever want to have. And in terms of publicizing himself, the league, and Stanford, I think Bryce Love has to be here. Now, there is a possibility they may be able to Skype him in later this afternoon like Frank but Thomas if he does that that's the story further that you know your best player maybe the nation's best player is not here the face of the conference the front runner for the Heisman Trophy I don't yeah. I don't want to call this a problem because we love it oh, that the athletics guys. are so really? important there in the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions. <laughs> that's Great enough. That's all you need to oh, hear. That's, that's some really? Hot, You're ripping that's some, the kid for not going to bleeping media days? That's some high-level fake outrage. Some well, high-level fake outrage. What's going to, and like, what, okay, so he's not there. What's the fallout from it? I mean, I'm sure if you need to go talk to him, you can go to Stanford, talk to him. And they, uh, the story, right, he did. Join via Skype a little later, so you can talk via, to him. All right, that, that's that is why people hate us. It's yeah. It, I it's, mean, that's it's media entitlement yes. for sure. You didn't come to media day, so therefore you have hurt your Heisman. All right, whatever. <laughs> that sounds very good, but whatever. People hate Patrick Reed sometimes too, but I think he might have been in the right on this one. He was uh, playing the European Open, the Porsche European Open. He's actually tied for first right now. Had a shot, a little pitch shot over a bunker to get on the green. He was uh, hitting the third, I think, on the par four. And oh, there was a cameraman uh, a little too close, a little bugging him a little bit. You know what? No, I need you all to go over there on that yeah, side of the green. Go. You can just walk away. I need camera yep. guy too since he's partying. Sorry. He, he lost privileges by going like that would change. Keep well, going. I'm not hitting until y'all get the heck out of here. Like, completely out of here. Ridiculous. Yeah, don't, 
don't don't jingle change in your pocket. How close was the guy jingling change? Eight, ten feet. You know what? I'm fine with this. Not I'm I'm not siding with Patrick Reed, but I think anything that helps Patrick Reed become a better villain and someone that you tune in to root against, a little bit like Colin Montgomery back in the day or some of these guys who berate their caddies, I think full villain Patrick Reed is good for golf. So if that means harassing cameramen who jingle a couple quarters in their pocket, I'm all for it. Here's something that confuses me. I thought in sport, portly guy was supposed to be fun guy. It seems like in golf, fat guy is jerk. Like John, well, John Daly was kind of fun. Yeah, but I'm just saying it. See, it seems like Tim Harris. Like fun. if Tiger, like if Tiger's a jerk, it's like okay, but this guy's great at what he does. And look at him; he's physically really fit and somewhat intimidating in look. I see like Patrick Reed or Montgomery. I'm like, you guys are supposed to be fun. You're fat. Have fun. Well, I think in life, the fat guy's supposed to be the fun guy, right? right? But I, mean, I thought in sport he was supposed to be sort of Santa Claus. I thought he was supposed to be fun too. And this guy, I, I just think this guy should drop about forty pounds if he's if he's going to. Pull off being the bad guy. Not that we stereotype. Oh, I'm perfectly fine doing that when it comes to sports. <laughs> well, you're sort of poorly. Why don't you? Why aren't I'm you a fun guy. <laughs> well, you're. Both, when it comes to write that down, then you're just ah, man, man, man. Both man, guys. Let's me, be man, honest. Man. Both guys in the studio are a bit poorly right hey, now. I ran up the rocky steps two nights ago. Okay, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, with a cheesesteak in both hands. How many breaks did you take to get to the top? <laughs> oh God! Uh, here, here I come, Rocky. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. Rocky passed out uh, in one of those movies at the Who's bottom got of the oxygen? steps. Wetmore, cut me, cut me, Wetmore, cut me. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's competing for the starting quarter. Back job with the Cleveland Browns against Tyrod Taylor. I don't know who's going to get the job yet, but we know that Baker's only going to be happy with one outcome. I would never um, get my mind right to be a backup. That's the second that I would be complacent. That's the second that I would stop working. You always got to keep working like you're going to work to be the best. And that's that's the same thing Tyrod's done his whole life as well. Um, it doesn't matter the position you're in. If you're not going to work hard, then you're not doing it right. So is he saying you'd stop working if he was a backup? It's kind of what he just said. Yeah, he just said quit. (laughs) He'd be like, I'd get complacent and go to strip clubs and not not really work hard. I missed the strip club part in there, but the the inference was there. I think he's insinuating that if he he is the backup, he's essentially going to turn into what Johnny Manziel was in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I mean... He's going to be the backup probably for a while, right? He's going to be the backup for half the season. If that. So hopefully he doesn't now, derail too badly. I bet he's a backup for about three games. I, I bet he's I bet he's the backup for about as long as Trubisky was in Chicago last year, which was what, about three or four games? And the Vikings were the first team Trubisky faced, right? Yeah, right. Yep. Nice little comeback from the Cubs last, uh, actually in the evening or afternoon yesterday. Hosting the Diamondbacks, down two runs in the ninth, no big deal. Bodie drives one in the air, deep left center, it's got a chance, gone! Two-run homer, ball game tied 6-6. That tied it, as you heard, next batter. The pitch to Anthony, swung on, hit in the air, deep right field. Cubs are going to win the ball game. Anthony Rizzo, a game-winning home run. Listen to this place. I need more Coomer there. I need Coomer to jump all over that call. It would be nice. Who was the closer for the Diamondbacks in the World Series against the Yankees that blew two or three games? The young Hyun Kim. That's right. This guy, same exact look on his face. After giving up the first home run, ah, oh, jeez. Then he throws, serves one up to Rizzo. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> young Hyun Kim. That guy was dominant, right, for a couple of years. Yes, he was, he was just a like great regular Lights season. out, and I don't think he was 
ever effective after that World Series. Yeah, probably. And not. they won the World Series. They won that because yeah, that, that was like he Luis served up game. Yeah. two or three times in that series against Jeter and Brocious and the Yankees, hey, yep. and they still won the World Series. But yeah, I wonder if he would trade his ring for like five more effective years in the big leagues. I uh, probably wouldn't a second, right? Because you get paid for those five years, which <laughs> you didn't get paid for. How would you feel if you were a guy like that, though, that your team won the World Series despite you, that you actively tried oh, to would, sabotage yeah, I'd be, with your poor performance? I'd be like, I don't even want the ring. Just forget about it. It would be that bad? You I'm wouldn't... going home. Here, here's my, my question about the Cubs. Does Cole Hamels help them? Because he has not had a good season. He's a big name, but yeah. he has not had a good season no, at all for fact, Texas. Said, didn't he give up like seven runs in his last outing? He's yeah, he He's got, gotten hammered lately, yes. Um, I mean, they're not bringing him in to be their number one starter. They've got, they've, but maybe they're just, maybe there's something they can. Uh, he's going to the National League, so that should help him a little bit. Uh, depends on what they gave up, but isn't the word that they might have overpaid for? His I've not services? seen. I, I thought that I saw one name of a minor league outfielder, perhaps or something, but it was hmm. a Class A guy. But there might, there might be more than that. I don't know. But it's an interesting pickup because it's a formerly big name, but I don't think there's a whole lot left there necessarily. No. <laughs> In about 15 minutes or so, one of our favorite guests that we uh, used to have on and hasn't made an appearance on this show in a while will join us 15 minutes, 17 minutes, somewhere in there. Chris Singleton on Baseball Hall of Fame and also of Trade Deadline. We can talk some twins with him in the 11 o'clock hour. Mr. Mankato picks at noon with our friend Matthew Collar. And it's Game Show Friday. We've got Red Cow, Red Rabbit gift card. We've got tickets to uh, Minnesota United FC, so all kinds of stuff between now and 1 o'clock. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Just a reminder, this station does not endorse this. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You know, it's it's just like his own reality show. Mackey and Judd. I love it. On 1500 ESPN. Make plans to attend the final 3M championship being held next week. TPC Twin Cities, July 30th through August 5th. Come out for this free Champions Tour event and watch the legends of golf. Plus, catch 1500 ESPN broadcasting from the tournament throughout the weekend. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. When you're the starting quarterback, there's not a question in people's mind of if you should be doing that. When you're the backup, you know, people may look at you and they understand those locker room dynamics. Like, why is he talking, you know? So there's little things like that all the way to in a meeting saying, I don't like the way that route is drawn. I want it changed. And if you're the backup, usually you just sit back and let the route be drawn the way it should be drawn. Uh, but if you're the starter, you can speak your mind. So you got to have permission to do that. And I think that's what Coach Flip is getting at. Kirk Cousins. You can find all kinds of Vikings content on 1500ESPN.com. Uh, Matthew Collar hosts the Purple Podcast, which is, uh, I, for, for our money, the best, I don't even know if it's close, the best Vikings podcast in the Twin Cities. All kinds of insight there. So check that out. I was in Philadelphia for a few days. and uh, first time, right? Yes, it was. It was. I've, I'm uh, sure they were very friendly to you. I'm trying to think if I've driven through. I mean, I've never spent any meaningful time there. And so I tweeted out something because I ran into Ross Tucker, football guy, Ross Tucker, big podcast. It was a podcast convention. He's out there. And I ran into him in the elevator. I just tweeted out, hey, ran into Ross Tucker holding a cheesesteak sandwich. You know, is there anything more Philadelphia than that? And then he had a, he told a couple um, Tony Sperano stories on one of his latest podcasts. Mm-hmm. And like the first five responses were, we're Philadelphia. You know, did he throw a beer at your head? I, I think Vikings fans are going to hold the Philadelphia fan thing, and I'm not even saying that Vikings fans are wrong because their antics at that stadium are absurd. Yeah, 
Uh, but that's not going to go away until the Vikings extract some revenge of some kind. I don't know. Like it probably has to be playoff revenge of some kind. But I was hoping it's definitely to hear, still a thing. It's definitely still a thing. I, I was hoping to hear that, that you had time possibly to drop by a sports station there and say hi, since they seem to like us so much. I was considering the, it. Walk up to the playoff game. I was considering it. I will say about Philadelphia, and um, and I was only there for like what four days. So many stereotypes come to life. So many stereotypes, like the cab drivers, the Uber drivers, classic Philadelphia, just blaring WIP, <laughs> yep. telling you where the where the strip clubs are, even though there's like three women in the you know, vehicle too, yep. just totally obnoxious. You go, you order. There was three times where you'd go to a diner or you go to a, there's, there's the big uh, Reading Market and you order something and maybe somebody would order it without cheese or without tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And they would completely ignore you. And I, I, I witnessed one person in our group, I think it was Wetmore, he ordered something at one of these markets. And it's just like Philly people behind the counter, you know, you know, police officer leaning up against the counter, chit-chat, and just classic Philadelphia stereotype. And I think Derek, Derek ordered like an omelet before uh, our flight yesterday, he said, "Can I get that omelet with uh, just some added? It's a veggie omelet. Just add no, some spinach." No, no. And the no. guy, the guy looks up and he no. goes, "Yeah." He gives the bird no. no, but you know, he legit looks up and he points to the guy cooking the omelets. He goes, "That guy's cooking the omelets. I just take the orders yep. and like refuse to add <laughs> any alterations." That's Philly, to it. man. But it was like, all right, whatever. That's the dude. East Coast. Cool. Yeah, they, they don't really care. <laughs> no. Uh, Citizens Bank Park. It was uh, Chase Utley week because Chase, Chase Utley was in town. It's 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 an okay stadium. If you're a baseball stadium guy, I mean, like, go see it. It's fine. I've been there once. I liked it because you. It's not can, a top five stadium because you can because it's like a Target Field. It's good to walk around. Yeah, and yeah. and you can see the the field from most places. Yeah, you can, yeah. My biggest gripe about about the new Bush Stadium in St. Louis was in center field. You can't see. Like, it just, like you it's can't like enclose. It's, it's uh, enclosed. Concourse. Yes. So, yeah. so the one thing I liked about that that ballpark in Philly was the fact that you can walk around and actually see the entire field the whole time, basically. Yeah, it's in. I don't know. It, it doesn't have any historical significance because it's, it's got one thing new. the Twins should do. It's got one. There's one big thing, and it, it's think. very simple, Home and it has nothing to, to do with the ba- the actual baseball. Is it? It's not like the monument stuff in left field, is it? No. Nope. Where they put all the nope. Mike Schmitz. Nope. Which is cool, but that's not it. Uh, oh, well, I, I do like the fact that there's, so. there's an arena, a football stadium, and a baseball stadium all basically sharing one parking lot. That's and the airport's cool. really close by, too, which is which is very convenient. Um, no, think uh, you're, you're in the right place, though. It has something to do with the outfield there that Target Field could easily do. Uh, gr- uh, put the greenery back in the outfield for yes. the batter's eye. Yes. Oh, really? They've got they've got shrubbery. The back out there. They've got shrubbery and stuff. But the key is, it's all low. Racy just blocked you. By it's the way. not. I don't care. It's not big trees. It's all. It's all like. There is no reason why. Is that why Ryan Howard couldn't center, hit once he signed that contract? I don't know, but there's no reason why they can't put you know some shrubbery or grow some tomatoes or something. The fact that they don't do a thing with with in front of the the uh, batter's eye at Target Field to me makes no sense. Like does that really, keep, that really keeps you up at night or what? I'm constantly thinking of how I can improve things. <laughs> That's what my life is all about. There's there's about three or four things at Target Field I could do in a second, and they won't listen to me. 
Like bullpen. change bat and barrel. Yeah, we got it. Bullpen they, cart. Bullpen cart. Grass there. They've got the flowers all around the outfield. I know, but why don't you? Be, in Philadelphia, they do. They've got. They do a great job. They've got shrubbery in dead center field. Why don't you put it beyond beyond the fence? Obviously, is it is it safe to say that? that Justin Morneau and Jason Kubel, maybe Michael Kadire, that like three players. Out of all the people that have perused Target Field, it's like three players kind of complained about the trees in center field, and that was the end of it. You tell me. I'm pretty sure it was like the like maybe three of the most prominent players on the team, minus Joe Maurer. Right. And that was that But they was claim it. that but they if, couldn't see. If you look at Justin Morneau's numbers, how many years did they have the shrubs? I think it was just the just one the year, one, right? Yeah. And that dude hit like 360 or something before the concussion. It was his best season ever. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, I don't. Know, it's hard to pick up the ball with the trees. Like, dude, you're hitting three. You're hitting three fifty. You're not really doing that poorly. You have eighteen home runs at the All Star break, and yeah. they're going to win the MVP award. But I'm just saying, shrubs out. Just put some bushes out there, okay? All right. Grow some tomatoes. But it's not. It's not That's the San Francisco do. Park. It's not as good as Target Field. It's fine. It's not. It doesn't have the Wrigley or the Fenway no. history." Um, I might rank it above Yankee, the new Yankee Stadium. I've not been there, but I've heard nothing but bad things about that place. Everyone says it's boring. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like they tried corporate. to they tried to recreate a cathedral with all of the aesthetics. They try they try to just build a replica, and I don't know. It just feel it it feels corporate and hollow. And I'll tell you, it does feel blue collar at Citizens Bank Park. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not walking around with. Uh, you know, it's you definitely get salt of the earth Philadelphia fans at Citizens Bank Park. I'd I'll say, you, I'd say, I'd say in that town they embrace the games more than we probably do. I think that's a safe thing to say. They live and die, and uh, and we we kind of once we had some of those dudes calling into our show before the Vikings got smoked by the Eagles, we could kind of sense yeah, there's a different level of I don't know if it's delusion or it's a weird loyalty to a. And that's fine. Like, be loyal to your teams, but I'm not I honestly fault someone for jumping off the Wolves bandwagon after 14 years. I I think when it comes to football in in that town, though, that team is all all those people have. Like some of those fans, they have nothing else. Like their week revolves around nothing but that game. I used to think that Silver Linings Playbook was just a wild stereotype. No. It is not. No, it's pretty dead accurate. <laughs> it is not. Yep. Um, all right. When we come back here, a guy who joined our show often. Regular for a number of years. We haven't talked to him in a while. He's going to rejoin the show when we come back here. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. We're going to welcome one of our favorite guests back to the Mackie and Judd show. And Chris Singleton will join later in the 11 o'clock hour, and it's Game Show Friday. And we have all kinds of, we have a, we have a couple great prizes. So once you hear Game Show music now uh, through 1 o'clock, just have the number written down, 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Just hold your ass right there. On 1500 ESPN.